Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexman with Adam McCalvey, my great, great friend who covers the Brewers for MLB.com. And Adam, we were just sitting together last week in sunny LA. It's a little bit different this week. Um, have Has it sunk in for you uh, that you're no longer covering the Brewers in the postseason after taking the NLCS all the way to Game 7? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it always strikes me. I, I said this right away that day. It, it strikes you how quickly it ends. And it always is this way. It, it, when you see... When you're covering a team where you can see it coming, it's this kind of, you know, slow roll at the end and then everybody kind of parts. When you play in a postseason series, um, everybody is so heavily invested in what's going on on the field. And then the final out happens and then the clubhouse opens and you're running around talking to as many people as humanly possible. And then guys are walking out with cardboard boxes and it it goes, it, it ends so fast. Um, it's like that in, in baseball. I mean, it's like that in every sport probably. Um, but it, it just always hits you a little bit. Like this team is together for seven months, eight months. If you count, you know, the beginning parts of spring training, um, and they build this sort of camaraderie and friendship and they kind of go to battle together and they play these charged games. And then in the span of like an hour, it's over. Um, so it, it, it's, it's one of the cruel things I think about sports that for all but one team, you sort of experience that quiet packing up the cardboard boxes and only one club gets to celebrate. Um, this team feels good about what it did yeah. and they feel good about going into the off season and, and the core that they have, they hope to be back. But as many guys said, there's no promises. You don't know if you're going to get that close again. And they were within one game of the world series. It is really bizarre, and I I saw that because I covered the NL wild card. So I saw that in Chicago with the Cubs, and then in Atlanta with the Braves. I saw them boxing up their things, and it's it's a really you feel sad because you realize in that moment that they're people. Yeah. They're not just baseball players. They're people, and when they have things, and they have to move, and they have to figure out their their next move, and they don't know what they're doing. You you think you know every in your everyday you have to make these weird decisions and tough decisions. They have the same exact things going on, kind of at a next level sometimes but um I, I say, you know that i was sorry to, I, I was just gonna say danny that uh, for, for us in milwaukee it was the uh, the same experience in 2011 and i was talking with mark atanasio their owner uh the other day in the wake of game seven about how different the clubhouse vibe was this year last week um compared to 2011 because that was Prince Fielder's final game before free agency. And I think there was just a realization that, you know, he was going to cash in and the Brewers just were not going to be a part of that. Um, and there were some other guys on the team. Grinky, Zach Grinky was a big part of the 2011 team. He was going into the final year of his deal. And there was a thought that, you know, he was a likely trade candidate. Um, another part of their staff was Sean Markham, who pitched so poorly in that final game in, in 2011. He was going to be gone. There were pieces, they were losing pieces of that club. Um, and it was a really sad vibe. I remember one of Prince Fielder's sons sitting there crying and um, Prince was trying to do some interviews and, you know, his poor, he was trying to console his boy at the same time. And he sent him to uncle Ricky to sort of cons- be consoled. It was, it was really sad. Um, this vibe last week, it was not like that at all. It was, it was obviously quiet. Guys were disappointed to get that close to where you really can taste the World Series. Um, but there was much more discussion about the fact that they're going to return the, the core of that team. 
um, they're all going to be back. I mean, their free agents were Gio Gonzalez, Curtis Granderson, and Wade Miley. Wade Miley was there for the whole season. Some injuries kept him from from participating early early on. But Granderson and Gio were August 31st editions. They just were on for September. So the, the that team is coming back. And whether or not they'll be able to get as far as they did, again, that is – there's no – baseball doesn't guarantee you anything. You can look really good on paper and not come out good on the field. But – at least I think some of the sadness of it was mitigated by just the idea that, look, we're going to be back. This, this, this group is, and there'll be changes. Look, there always are, there'll be additions. Um, but, the, but the idea that a lot of those players, they're going to see each other again in, in mid February and try to do it again. And I think the most important point to, to make as well, Adam, is that GM David Stearns is proud of what they accomplished. Listen to him talk here. Whenever they tell you to go home and, and whenever you can't play anymore, uh, it, it hurts. And probably the, the longer you play in the season, if you're not the team that, uh, that wins the final game, it hurts a little bit more. But um, from, from an organizational perspective, uh, I'm inc- incredibly proud about how our organization presented itself um, throughout the season and particularly on a national stage uh, in October. Um, I'm proud of how our players presented themselves. I'm proud of how our facility looked, how our, our fan base engaged with this team. Um, and, and I think we put ourselves on a national stage um, and we made everyone proud uh, to be associated with the Brewers. And that's, that's a rewarding um, aspect of this, certainly for me. All right, so David Stearns is excited about 2019. Adam what do you think the biggest need is? What are they going to address in this offseason? Because you know what? There's only three and a half, four months until the guys get back together. Yeah, well, look, the point I think that David Stearns made, that Craig Council made, is um, because they have so many controllable assets and a lot of those pitchers are young guys who you're going to expect maybe a little more from next year, um, need is, is difficult to identify for this team. There certainly are going to be changes, and as David Stern says, they're going to, if there's areas where they can upgrade, they're going to be open to those ideas. But they don't go into the offseason, you know, for example, needing a center fielder. Um, they are pretty set around the diamond. I think their biggest questions are going to be, what do they do at second base? They have Jonathan Scope, who they invested a lot to get from the Orioles at the end of July. It was a, just it, it didn't work. It didn't work this year. He was not good. He had a huge grand slam against Madison Bumgarner that helped him win a game in July. Um, but that was, or I'm sorry, in August. But that was that was the that was the Jonathan Scope highlight. So are they going to go through arbitration with him? It's going to be a big number, 10 million or so for next season. And and bank that your analysis before you made the trade was right, and he's going to give you something in that position, bridge the gap to a couple of the prospects that they have coming on the middle infield. Or do you go out and make an addition there? That's going to be, uh, that's yeah, going to be I think, a I'm question. A, I'm looking at the list right now, Adam. Second baseman available. Uh, what about, a, I mean, what about a Brian Dozier? You get a veteran guy. You get a guy who can swing the bat still. Well, a guy who they were, and a guy they were linked to and interested in um, at midseason, and then they ended up going to get Jonathan Scope. So that the hard that's it's a hard decision in that you, you know they they. They looked at the trade deadline and, and where they could add. And this is a guy they liked. It's, his scope is a player who's been very productive in the past, good power numbers for the Orioles. Um, so, you know, do you have to stick with that analysis and sort of give it a chance to work next year? 
or do you move on? I, I don't know the answer. I think that's something they're going to have to debate. And they have what they have is flexibility on the infield now because they learned that Travis Shaw can play that position. So maybe instead of maybe it's Shaw at second base and they go see what they like on on the third base market, and maybe it opens your options a little. And you know what? I like this team, Adam. I like this team because they do things like that and they've been creative the entire year, obviously seeing Craig Council and what happened with Wade Miley, right? So they're willing to kind of be creative with this. Yeah, give a guy an opportunity and, and in the case of Wade Miley, it paid off. Now, on the pitching side, you know, I, of course they're going to make ads. Every team adds pitching and there's going to be another Wade Miley. There's going to be a non-roster guy that they're you know, their analytics team likes, they think there's a bounce back available and they give a guy a shot non-roster deal and it, and it works. Um, perhaps there's a bullpen ad. If you look at the Royals, when they got good, got to the World Series and they got Madison Bumgarner out of the World Series in 14, then they came back 15, a better team and won it. Um, one of their ads was Ryan Madsen that offseason, a good reliever to an already great bullpen. So maybe Stearns can add another lockdown reliever to that group and come back better. But it's, it's the young pitching in terms of th- that's going to be at the core of sort of all their offseason decisions. Guys like Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns really elevated their status. Uh, they were big-time prospects, and I think the way they pitched in the postseason, it lifted them above that. So they're going to be a big part of this rotation next year. The Brewers are obviously – they were very creative with their pitching. Danny, you saw it in the NLCS. You were there uh, – for the Wade Miley gambit, where it works right. the one batter and out. Some teams are gonna do that next year to get matchups. And it wouldn't put it past, I wouldn't put it past Craig Council and the Brewers to be that team. So they've got guys um, in these young, those uh, Woodruff Burns, Freddie Peralta, they have uh, a, another young guy, Adrian Hauser, who was part of that um, that Josh Hader, Domingo Santana, Brett Phillips trade with the Astros. Um, another really good young arm. Um, they've got a lot, of, they, they have tremendous depth of young pitching and, you know, maybe they do some creative things with the way they spread the innings around. And it's not our, our traditional idea of, you know, you develop a starter and it's a guy who, who goes seven, eight innings. Maybe there's some, um, some sharing of innings during the regular season. And because they have just, uh, they have good numbers going into the year. Many of those guys have options and they can go up and down when you need fresh arms. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of possibility, I think, for some creativity in filling the innings that you need with guys that you have in-house and it's a, in a larger combination of guys. So all that said, uh, you know, every team adds pitching in the offseason and the Brewers will do that, but that that looks like an area where they're pretty deep. Okay, let's look at one more spot. Let's talk about um, Mike Moustakis, $15 million mutual option with $1 million buyout. So if the Brewers decline the option, Adam... He could be a free agent this offseason. Yeah, look, I think he. I think even more likely is that Mustakas declines because you know there that weird offseason last year. He was one of the real victims of it and thought he was going to come away with a multi. Everyone thought he was going to come away with a multi-year deal, and it didn't happen. And he took this, um, you know, return to the Royals on a low base salary with an option. Um, I think he performed well enough last season that he's going to try to hit that market again and see what happens you, you know he wasn't he didn't want to talk about that um he wants to just kind of let it play out but i you know we'll know david stern said that the op the guys they have with options they have a couple of club options a couple of mutual options that that'll be settled within three days or so of the end of the world series so we're going to get our answer on mike moustakis pretty quickly 
And I'm guessing that he's the guy who ends up going and hitting the market. But look, he, he didn't hit in the postseason, but he gave him a lot down the stretch. Um, he added to kind of uh, the 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 metal of the clubhouse. He, he, he definitely was, a, a, I think, a net positive addition, even though the bat was quiet in the playoffs. All right, Adam McKelvey, you are a wealth of knowledge, and I don't want to stop talking to you, but there are other people who have to do their podcasts today too. So unfortunately, we're going to wrap this up, but thank you as always for your time, and I hope that you're enjoying home even though you're not on the road anymore. Yeah, it's, it's, I've been talking to a lot of friends and family over the last couple of days. Everyone is bummed. They really were excited about a Brewers World Series. It was a big deal here. I mean, I think this is, remains the only city where they threw a parade for the losing World Series team in 1982 <laughs> hungry for it here and you're gonna have to wait and um we'll we'll see I, you know we'll, we'll you'll well, be able to ask me a year from now whether they made it back that's right well i know your cats are happy and if you have any plants i'm sure they're happy they're being watered now too so everyone wins when adam McCalvey comes home <laughs> thank you for <laughs> thank you <laughs> all right with adam McCalvey, i'm danny wexelman thank you guys so much for tuning in 